things are never boring in Welsh Rugby. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Talks of mergers, no mergers, meetings and statements behind the scenes. Wales coach Ron Gatlin says a meeting with the WRU chief executive has helped his players prepare for Scotland this weekend. Yeah, there's no doubt that it's been a challenge for the players in the last couple of days. That's why we had Martin Phillips down here yesterday, early in the week, addressing the players. Wales hooker and Welsh rugby players chair Ken Owens says they have a fairly straightforward objective. Obviously, as players, we want what's best for Welsh rugby, the success of the sport. You know, at all levels of the game. Well, Wales women are looking for their first victory of this Six Nations. This year we're a lot fitter. I think we've been uh, focusing on our conditioning. I think we can keep the intensity throughout the game and really take it to them. Wales women's flanker Beth Lewis and why they can win in Glasgow. More later, but we'll start with the behind the scenes going on in Wales rugby, which has caused a few headlines while the team's preparing to go to Scotland, trying to extend their 100% record in the Six Nations so far this season. Wales coach Warren Gatland addressed both issues at the beginning of the week, starting with the team selection. Fairly straightforward selection, I think, when you get that performance against England, those players deserve to, the opportunity to back up, so um, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, really. Dan Bigger, of course, made a big impact off the bench. Are you uh, confident that that's his best role at the moment? Well, I think both the teams have been good coming off the bench. Look, there's no doubt that... He has um, been excellent in, in finishing and closing out games for us, something that we did identify as far back as the autumn, just in terms of the strength and depth we've been trying to create in the squad and how important our bench has been, and our bench has been fantastic for us. So when we do select the side, we do talk about the, the potential impact of, of players coming off the bench and, and not just carrying on, but giving us a, a, an impact off the bench. And in fairness, they've been excellent and not just the last game, but in a number of games for us. and So it has been definite consideration when we have been picking our side. How much of a banana skin could Scotland be, though, uh, given they might have the likes of Russell, Nell, Watson back in consideration? They're going to be tough, and there's no doubt that their record at Murrayfield has been uh, very impressive. Uh, it's been hard to, to beat there for any team going to, to Murrayfield. They'll be disappointed and hurting from that performance last week against uh, France and Paris um, and we're well aware of the threat and the players that were involved um, two years ago were um, pretty disappointed with that result and, and that performance so we've got a you know, big challenge on our hands uh, you know, for a couple of reasons. One is to revenge that defeat from, from two years ago but we've also got the, the bigger picture in mind in trying to win this um, Six Nations. Most of your squads are from Scarlet's or Ospreys, most of the match day squad. How difficult has it been, could it be for them, uh, given the uncertainty over the future? Yeah, there's no doubt that that's been a challenge for the players in the last couple of days. That's why we had Martin Phillips down here yesterday, early in the week, addressing the players, just uh, trying to put them at ease in terms of what's going on. The, the understanding was the, this hasn't been driven by the union with, with, from a lot of speculation. The, the union was approached by two of the regions about a consideration of, about a possible merger so that's not a decision for the union to make on itself, it's a decision for that board as a collective board with the four regions with the union to, to make and I just need to stress that this is, hasn't been driven by the WRU, it's been driven by those two entities about some of the difficulties that we're all are aware of and 
Wales from the, the financial pressures that some of the regions are under and, and how best that we can make a plan going forward for the development of the game in Wales, the, su the success of the game in our regions and, and hopefully the success of the national team. What are your feelings on the desirability of having a professional side in the north instead of all four in the south uh, and the timing of the whole issue, as you say, when you've got uh, Six Nations games to play? Just be fair that the timing's not brilliant for, from our point of view, but that's what happens in professional sport and in fairness to the players uh, after the meeting, they're, they're focused on, on Saturday and my hopes for Wales is that you know, something can be sorted and if a team doesn't end up in North Wales then it's going to be challenging for, for players that may potentially go up there or, or be asked to, to go up there but from a Welsh perspective I, th I see it as a massive positive. There's a million people in North Wales and uh, you know, a lot of businesses up there and if we can promote the game in North Wales I, I see that long term as a, as a real benefit. We've probably hampered ourselves in the past by the proximity of some of our regions and them vying for the same fans and the same sponsors it poses a challenge and, and trying to get crowds to promote the game at a professional level and we're all aware that our crowds aren't big enough and, we, and the crowds need to be bigger to help promote the game and to fund the game and um, so a team in North Wales might you know, long term be a positive outcome for, for Welsh rugby but in saying that I mean, our, our focus is on Saturday and uh, and then on, on Ireland the following week and, and trying to win uh, a Six Nations title. There's been a lot of criticism of the WAU in the last 24-48 hours and I think some of it's been misinformation about actually what has actually happened so um, you know, I think everyone needs to take a breath and, and hopefully collectively with the union and in the regions that we can work together to find a solution that the best outcomes are for players, for the fans, for the sponsors and everyone and for the development and the progression of this game and, and ultimately for for the national team. What worry, how frustrated have you been by the timing of this and is there a worry that the players could be distracted with the game? There's no doubt the players have been distracted. You, you guys would have seen tweets and, and stuff and it's concerning. I mean we have a a policy within this team that family comes first, whatever, and you know the players are going home and they've got partners and girlfriends and wives and stuff, and they've, they've been under, been asked questions about what's going on and what's going to happen, and yeah, there's been no doubt there's been a distraction, and we're trying to limit that distraction. And that's why we had that meeting yesterday to try and inform the players about what was going on, so that we could put it behind us and and really focus on an important game for us. You can't do anything. You can't speculate until you know exactly what the outcome of uh, PRB meeting is going to be at the conclusion between the the four regions and the union collectively. It's a board that is not run by the WAU, it's run in conjunction with the five entities of, of Wales and the decisions are made as a collective and joint decisions and you know it's hard to, to try and speculate and like for the players it's trying to put their minds at, at ease and at rest and then to like I said and focus on what sort of we all appreciate it's a really important game for us. The WIPA are keen for a player representative to be on that board. Do you think that's going to The whole time being here, I, one of the disappointments in Wales since I've been here has been I don't think we've had a strong players association. I don't think they've been at the table on enough occasions, and, and they need to be. They need to be strong. They need to be well represented, and they need to be at the table on all discussions about the game. You know, whether it's the regions, whether it's. Uh, new agreements because um, it's important that they their voice is heard so 
and in the past, uh, unfortunately, our players' association has been very, very poor. And that's not the fault of the union. The union have put money into the players' association. They've tried to support the players' association as much as possible, but unfortunately, they haven't had a strong voice in the past. And, and hopefully, they're trying to rectify that and they're trying to um, have more of a say and be at the table on, on more of occasions and, and from behind the scenes that's something that I've continually encouraged the players to do and have continually spoken about the importance of the voice of the players. So interesting comments about the past strength of the Welsh Rugby Players Association. There have been recent moves to change that including Wales hooker Ken Owens coming in as chairman. He fronted up to discuss what was going on from a player's point of view. Bit of a shock, if we're completely honest. Obviously, as players, we openly said we had um, conversations last week. We were told nothing was off the table, but it was uh, a bit of a shock to you of the merger. Obviously, as players, we want what's best for Welsh rugby and the success of the sport. You know, at all levels of the game, and um, you know, we can't hide from the fact that. For whatever reason, regional rugby has been struggling and, and struggling to compete consistently. And if this is the best way forward, then you know that as players we'd support it. But obviously, we possibly could help in the process a lot more. A lot of different things because obviously, we if this does come off, then there's two very strong teams uh, going to have to come together and make one very strong team. Hopefully, so it's going to be a, a nice have a bit more input uh, and be across the situation but you know we, we do support what's best for Welsh rugby as well. Can it realistically happen in such a short time frame potentially though? I mean you're as aware as anyone of the, the tribal loyalties either side of the bucket? The thing is what, what is the alternative at times? Is it potentially when a region going into oblivion or we don't know the full facts and details but would you rather see a combined Scarlet Ospreys team or just a, a plain Scarlet team or a, an Ospreys team because one of the others perhaps gone into oblivion, you know, where the players would be in a probably a worse state than a merger? My understanding is the way it is now, the, the WIU and the four regions sit as a PRB and they work together on decisions. So I think, you know, uh, hopefully they can get a decision made, but as players and everybody else, we're going to be left in limbo, you know, for God knows how long. Did Martin Phillips make you feel a bit more comfortable yesterday? Because that must have been at least hearing it from the top chain of office. Yeah, it did. You know, there were still certain questions to be answered, but I think he was pretty honest. And at the end of the day, in whatever guys he's committed, and the PRB are committed to four regions, and whether we like it or not, and. You know, if there's mergers or teams opening up in North Wales or whatever, at least there is going to be work for 230 professionals in Wales, which, you know, at times as we've spoken of dropping to two regions, perhaps three regions or whatever, because everything's been on the table. I'd be a lot happier seeing four regions and 230 boys in work than dropping down to three and 40 or 50 players being out of work. And then obviously at this late stage, you know, where the markets are starting to close now and... Uh, and boys being out of work, so you know I think it is hugely frustrating and has dragged out. We understand things in Welsh rugby need to change, and I think uh, that assurance was given that everybody we work in as hard as they can, and we got the guarantee that before regions. Uncertainty is there anger as well amongst the players? 
Well, of course, there's a little bit of anger because there's that question of for someone like myself and Alan Wynn, who've been one club men, played for one region, there is that question of how is the new entity going to look, which they can't obviously answer. I know things happen quickly and are never as straightforward as as they always are in Welsh rugby, but you know there is a little bit of anger because there, there is still that decision of some boys have got offers over the bridge. Do they take that offer to... Uh, secure their livelihoods, or do they wait to see what it what is happening in Wales? And I think if there is still a anger at the uncertainty that still lies. But you know, I got to play a little bit of devil's ag- advocate in my role as chairman of the players' association. And the bigger picture is, you know, four teams is going to be work for uh, for players in Wales. Warren was a bit critical on the role of the uh, uh, professional players' association historically, historically during yeah. his time here. I just wondered if you felt that was fair and. Should your representative be sat at the table? Yeah, I think it's fair. I think when I first started playing, basically it's all we got out of the Players Association was 5-10% discount in Nando's, where I think we've come a long way over the last three or four years. A lot of senior players stepped in and made you know, a point of um, we need a strong player voice, and I think we are involved in a lot more discussions than we would have been in the past. Have we perhaps got the say or the, the power that we'd like? Probably not, but we would like to have a little bit more seat at the table so we can aid the PRB in decision-making, potentially. That's going to come with a bit more time, but I think we're a long way forward from where we were when, um, obviously, the senior players really got involved and, and took the, the players' association to where it is now. Oh, it seems a bit of a weight on your shoulders at the moment, Ken. I'll be honest, it's, I'm lucky I'm, I'm old enough and I can just get on with it and put things to one side and it won't be affecting my performance on Saturday, I can tell you that now. So, you know, it does get you down, but here's what it is, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm going to look out for what's best for, for the players in general. I don't always get it right, but it is a, a stressful time, you know, boys are uncertain, and, but it is what it is. Is there a concern that the players have been distracted at all ahead of the Scotland game, given what's been going on to the massive game? And what have you got to say to maybe some of the younger guys who aren't experienced as you said? Has it been a distraction? Well, it's rugby, there's always a distraction somewhere or dealing with something there. But no, you know, we've trained really well over the last two weeks since the England game and um, bit of chat about it, but there always is. But I think with Martin coming in yesterday, we got a little bit of clarity. We're just really excited about the challenge going up to Scotland. We know how tough it's going to be. They're a very good team. And, uh, you know, all being well, you know, we'll get a, a good result up there. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It's all been rumbling under while the players have been trying to focus fully on Scotland. Of course, as the week wears on, they get their game heads on more and more. Here's centre Jonathan Davis. I don't know much off the field, but like you know, it's been a you know probably a bit of a distraction start of the week. But we've come in today with a focus of making sure that we continue our prep, ready for Scotland, and get on that plane and um, progressing in this, the tournament like we have been. Have you ever known a week like this, Jonathan? You know, there's always gossip and chat, and you know, as well as rugby at the end of the day. Are players happy now with what's? 
been resolved? Looking forward to, was it going to be on your minds next week and week after, etc.? I think players are looking forward to a big test match on the weekend. You know, that's what we love doing. That's the most important thing now for us is to focus on that. Going up to Murrayfield is always a difficult place to go and play and um, that's what the focus is now with us. Not to use this or to allow this to be used as an excuse because if you did lose, there'll be people out there who will say, well, of course they lost because look at their build-up. Yeah, that's not our focus. Our focus is making sure our preparation has gone as well as it has done over the last month or six weeks or so and um, we're looking at doing going up and getting the win. Tell us about Scotland as opponents then and the changes that they've made. You know, they've made a few changes. They'll be looking and they'll be hurting from what happened out in France. So they'll be looking to make sure that they start well, get the crowd behind them and, um, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, they put us under pressure. But for us, it's making sure that we build on the momentum we've got now, uh, making sure that as a unit we stay pretty tight. And um, it's a great prospect going up to there. You know, two years ago we were well beaten it's making sure that we we go up there don't take them lightly and make sure that we give them respect and know that it's going to be a very tough test match Warren has said that this team has forgotten how to lose Jonathan is that how you and the players feel? I just think we're very comfortable in how we prep the squad is very tight and we've got momentum and we're making sure that we keep that there is confidence in it but I don't think that's um, come as complacency I think the squad is um, reacting well to the expectancy of going and winning games now, it's a good place to be. Could well be wet and windy up there. Uh, does that suit you or not? Well, we're well, sure we're used to it now. Um, I think a big thing is playing, making sure you play to the conditions. You know, we've had a bit of practice in that those conditions this week. You know, ideally we want to play a bit of rugby, but if we have to play a bit more territory and making sure that we put pressure on Scotland, that's what we have to do. And Scotland with. Um, Price preferred to Laidlaw at scrim half and Russell coming back at fly half. How much difference do you think uh, that'll make to the way they play? Finn Russell is a big part of their game. Um, they'll probably look to play with um, a lot of tempo, maybe a bit more high risk. Uh, they've got nothing to lose and um, for us it's making sure that we're aware of all their threats and um, make sure that we, you know, we don't switch off throughout the whole 80 minutes because um, you know, from minute one to 80, they cause us problems. How much of an incentive is it to, to know if you do stay unbeaten? There's this massive game to come against Ireland. It is massive, you know, I think it's um, uh, first and foremost, you know, you have to be every team that's put in front of you and our focus has been this week making sure that we prepare as best we can like we have done. There's been an edge now since we come back in off our day off. You know, we're looking forward to getting up there and just getting on with the game now. Well, this was the reaction of Exeter and Wales prop Thomas Francis. It was a good week to be playing in England, obviously. Uh, it's a Thursday now, it's test week and, and that's all gone now. It's under the carpet, boys came in today and the focus is back and yeah, it's looking good. How worried were they looking earlier in the week? Uh, I wouldn't say they were looking worried, obviously there was discussions around training but training was still good, still focused on that and they dealt with it off the, off the pitch in their own time. Three wins already under your belt, how do you feel in terms of confidence as a squad? Oh, the squad's been confident in each other. It has been for, for 12 games now. It's a great environment to be in. As Alan and Jones have said, we, we enjoy each other's company. We go up early today. We've got two, two and a half days up there to, to gel as a squad, and that's always nice to spend that time with the boys. Weather could be uh, heavy showers, a bit of rain and wind around. Is that going to suit you or not? Well, we had it in France, and we didn't adapt very well. So hopefully we can take those lessons, and, and we'll be ready for it this time. What do you need to do differently, then, if it is uh, closing uh, it down? I leave that to the tacticians in the team. I just bend over and push. That's my job. So in terms of bending over and, and pushing, how do you rate the Scottish 8? They're a good pack, any international a good pack. And at home, 
they had a tough outing last time against France. I want to show a better show this time. We're expecting the battle as always and one that I look forward to, I relish. Nell back in the front row, how is that going to affect things? Obviously he's known for being a better scrummager, which is as another tight head you want the best to go against the best and it'll be a good challenge. Maybe Bergen did more on the pitch but Nell's there to steady the scrum up. A little bit more adventurous maybe behind the scrum with uh, Price and Russell taking over as halfbacks? You know Scotland are going to try and play from everywhere, they're a different animal at home, they've, they've done well at home, we're hurting from 2017, It was uh, I, I started that day and at half time we were up I think and we chucked it away and it still hurts now so got to try and put that right. Yeah, is that something that you're using? Uh, everyone's got their different motivations this week, obviously we're 3 for 3, we're a confident squad, we want to build on that. Scotland away, tough game, at Murrayfield, awesome place to play, there's was, was lots of different ones. For me personally, it's 2017, I want, I want to put that right. Arguably, you could say this one's going to be tougher than England. Scotland away, very tough tough side, they're going to play a lot of rugby, we don't know the conditions, it's, it's going to be a, a great test match hopefully. Do you target them up front specifically, given the way they've both been going in that area? Target every team up front, you've got to back yourself and we're in quite a few games together, we're confident and as I said, we relish the battle, we want to we want to go toe-to-toe with the best and, and they're a good pack. You look at the physicality of that England game, how did that rank as preparation for what should be a slightly easier ride? It won't be an easier ride up in Murrayfield. Every test match now is gruelling. Yeah, England was probably one of the most physical I've been involved in and we came through that, so hopefully we can step it up and go to the next level this week. What are the thoughts from two years ago? Did they take you by surprise a little bit maybe then? Uh, I don't know, I think we started the game well. I think just accuracy second half we couldn't keep the ball we we didn't stick to our game plan i can't remember the details i just remember it, that bit of taste after the loss so. wet and windy murrayfield it's an interesting place in those conditions ah oh, it suits us we enjoy going down to the dark arts as a front row forward it slows the game down a bit the, the speed out of it which suits me perfectly <laughs> so no matter what's going on the game can always be simplified by a front row forward on to Wales women, who have plenty of positives so far this season, but only that draw in Italy in the Six Nations. Flanker Beth Lewis, centre Hannah Jones and coach Roland Phillips spoke to the Welsh press after the team selection for this weekend. We kept some consistency with the pack. The only change in that area, we've brought Manon Johns back in as an extra back rower on the bench. Behind, we lost uh, Hannah Black from the England game due to injury. Slightly George has played back row for Wales for a first cap but somebody with a skill set that we've converted since the World Cup to 10 slash 12 will start in the centre with Hannah and the only other change then is Lauren Smith will come back into the starting 15 and uh, Eleanor Snowser will be on the bench. How big an opportunity is this to uh, get the first win of the campaign then? Yeah look it is a big opportunity I think from all the games they've been tough you know with France uh, away Italy who actually unbeaten in this tournament and uh, with England it's been a real tough tournament but in every every one of those games we've spoke about a lot of positives things that in the past where we weren't competitive we are competitive so there's been a lot of positives accumulated over the first three games but now we reach the point where you know we want to see consistency on performance and more of those moments which would have a positive effect on getting a result in Scotland. And what are you expecting from the Scots behind the scrum? We know this is going to be a very physical game. We've played Scotland numerous times and uh, we've been building up and training now and looking forward to get our first win of the Six Nations. Close games last couple of years, uh, certainly? Yeah, definitely, but I think um, as a group now we've played more together. We're used to each other and 
we're definitely ready for the battle. Plastic picture again at uh, Scottstoun, how's that so you? Yeah, definitely. We play at Cardiff Arms Park, so we're used to the bounce of the ball and the pace of the game, and we're fit enough to compete. Bethan, your thoughts on the, uh, the challenge up front? Well, yeah, we know it's going to be a competitive game, like we've seen in the last couple of years. Last year, I think, we came out really well, maybe took our foot off the pedal by the end of the game, but I think this year we're a lot fitter. I think we've been uh, focusing on our conditioning, and I think we can keep the intensity throughout the game and really take it to them this Friday now. How important a game in the table is this as both of you are looking to get your first win? Well, we know that they're going to target this game as much as us, but the next game is the most important game. So just to focus on our performance and hopefully the outcome will look after itself. And I think it's Jade Conkle has been a bit of a, uh, a headache for a lot of sides over the last couple of years. Well, we know she's a threat in their side, but we've been in training and focusing how to combat all their threats around the field. Hopefully then we'll be able to bring our game and not focus on them. What's it been like for two of you playing every minute of every game? So you take some of the, you know, the England and the France games, they've been pretty hard, but yeah, Hannah, maybe first. Yeah, obviously they're professional sides. Um, we love the challenge. It, like Hannah said, it's, t- it's tough, but I think it's quite an honour as well to be staying on that field for the whole of the game. Beth, how does your role change? You seem fairly interchangeable against anyway in the back row. Well, yeah, I've been playing a bit of everywhere in the back row. Again, I think it's an like an honour to know that Roland trusts me in both the eight position and being on the flank. I'm excited to play seven this weekend now. Playing professional sides must be a hard build-up for going into this one. Does the mood lift a bit? Yeah, obviously we took um, a bit of defeat, but there's many more positives in the game, which we keep the players going throughout training, and training's been great this week, so we're confident leading into conf- um, Scotland. So plenty going on up in Scotland this week. Next week, of course, we'll be looking ahead to the Ireland Games and the Principality, our Shopping Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.